This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to a very, very special edition of Castrating the Marks. I am here solo today because Jerry Lane is away on assignment. And listen, man, I can't do a castrating the marks without my partner in crime. That would be unjust. So today, I got a very, very, very special presentation to you. But before we get to that, man, I got to tell you guys, I am astonished. I am floored that castrating the marks has been going on for as long as it's been. I've got to go back to the origins, bro. And the origins of this show are many, 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 many years ago, bro. I was just getting so fed up with the dirt sheet marks. And you've got to understand being in the industry, I was a victim of the dirt sheet marks making up shit about me and me calling them on it and me asking them for a retraction with them never retracting. And I got sick of them going out there and saying whatever they wanted, bro. Nothing was backed by facts. Nothing was backed by numbers. It was all their opinions that they were presenting as factual. But when you know the truth, you know it's bullshit. And they were not being held accountable. They were running rampant, bro, doing whatever they wanted, saying whatever they wanted, hurting people, ruining people's lives, getting people fired. And that's when I said, you know what? Bullshit. If nobody else is going to hold these marks accountable, then I will. And I am going to hold them accountable by using their own words. It wasn't going to be a he said, she said. I was going to use their own words. And I was going to catch them on a weekly basis in, in lies and deceit and misinformation through their own words. I remember pitching this show to Jerry, man, telling Jerry, bro, this needs to be done. and. My motivation was also to show these marks, freaking guys, there's a lot of stuff more important in this world than professional wrestling. You are grown-ass men, bro, in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and you're carrying on about fake fights like you're 13 years old. And the object was to show them how ridiculous they look and how silly and stupid they sound. Bro, never in my wildest dreams did I think 
that this show was going to draw such a following and go on for years and years and years and years because even I had no idea of how long the content would come in. But that is when you became a part of this show. And every single week you sent in content after content after content of this utter ridiculousness. So the show rolls on and will continue to roll on. Thanks to the Marks and thanks to you. So what I want to do today is I want to reflect back on that very first show. I am going to play in its entirety the very first show of Castrating the Marks for a main reason of, has anything changed? Have they changed at all over the years? Have they changed at all with the punishment, well-deserved, non-be-it, with the punishment they have gotten from us over the years? Are they any more accountable today? Than they were from the very first episode. Did they learn their lesson? Well, bro, let's go back in time. Let's listen to the very first show. And let's see if anything has changed. Roll it, baby. The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Vince, you came up with this because you thought it would be funny, entertaining, maybe a couple other words to point out how people that are taken as experts in the internet wrestling community, what were the words you used, what they really are? I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that. I, I'll say that up front. I, I've, I've, got it, uh, I've got it all written out here. So, so, but, so say a little bit about the show, then I'll get into an explanation. What I'm going to do is I've been listening to podcasts either on iTunes, YouTube, any podcast wrestling that I can find. podcast wrestling podcast exactly right wrestling podcasts of of well-known either people or companies in the internet wrestling community all week long and I've been trying to find clips the reaction you want to be generated from yourself on this show Basically, the name of this show that will be a weekly show and this by far and away is going to be my favorite show. Because people want me to speak up. They want to know the truth. Now they're going to get the truth. You know, the marks are going to be exposed. And the marks are those that that have, you know, dirt sheets, uh, uh, podcasts, whatever the case may be, and have never spent one single day in the wrestling business. So Jeff, the name of this show is called castrating the wrestling marks and their dirt sheets. I'm going to come on here every week. I'm going to catch castrate these morons. I'm going to make them look, you know, as stu- stupider than they really are. Now, bro, let, let, let me, let me make one thing perfectly clear. So everybody hold understands, on, Jeff. On. Yes. Hold on. You and you and these long names, you are not Google friendly. <laughs> You are not uh, internet friendly with these super long names. It's it's complicated, man. And, and then by the time you finish typing your description, you can't even see half the name of the show because it's so long and it gets cut off. You have yeah. an obsession with really long names of shows. Yeah. Castrating wrestling marks and their dirt sheets. 
Okay, now, Jeff, let me make one thing perfectly clear. Let me set this up front. The people that we're going to discuss are not pros. They're not analysts. They're not experts. None of these people have ever spent a day in the wrestling business. They are marks and they are fans of the wrestling business who, for whatever reason, feel that they're experts. Now, Jeff, I I told you, we talked about this a couple of days ago. I used to have a baseball podcast called Who's On First. I by no means thought I was in the baseball business. I was a fan doing a podcast. I wasn't Sean Casey. I wasn't Al Leiter. I wasn't Harold Reynolds. I was a Mark doing a, a baseball podcast. But that's the difference. I knew that. All of these people that we're going to talk about, they're Marks, bro. They're fans. They've never spent a day in the wrestling business. Bro, bro, let me tell you, here are the pros. You want to listen to a professional podcast? You, you got Russo. You got Jericho. You got Conan. You got Austin. You got Taz. You got Pritchard. You got sexually transmitted diseases. JR, JR. all these people have been in the wrestling business. So these people are pros. They are analysts. They are experts. Okay. Now, when you talk about the Meltzers, the Kellers, the Sherrys, the Johnsons, and the Satins, all these guys combined, if you take all of these jackasses, these five jackasses, if you roll them in one big ball, Jeff, you roll them all together, you roll them in one big ball, you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. When you take that ball, that ball does not have one single day in the legitimate wrestling business. They've not spent time in a professional locker room dealing with professional wrestlers. They are marks who somehow have convinced themselves that they're they're pros, they're experts, and their words are important. So now, through this show, castrating the wrestling marks and their dirt sheets. That's way too long. On a weekly basis, these douchebags are going to be exposed with their very own words. So you will see firsthand how these guys have no idea what they're talking about. And there's a reason why they've never been in the legitimate wrestling business, because nobody would ever hire these jackasses. That's why they had to go in their little basements and do the shows on their own, because they would never get employed by a WWE. So that that more or less is the premise of the show, Jeff. When you say work in the professional wrestling business, are we talking strictly major companies? I'm talking or- major leagues, bro. I'm, okay. I'm talking the show. I'm talking the okay, show. We need not to clarify. independent, not working. Like, who, 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 who are we talking about? This jackass Brian Alvarez, who's an independent wrestler. A- anybody can work an independent show, bro. Bro, you, you know, a promote, bro, you could pay a promoter and be on an independent show tomorrow. So I'm not talking about these idiots that worked independent shows i'm talking about the show the big stage unless you've been there and done that you're a schmo bro 
You're a fan. You're a mark. And now through this show, I'm going to show you exactly what kind of a mark you are. And Jeff, I also want to make one other declaration up front as we as we go through this show, because I've really been doing a lot of thinking and a lot of soul searching, especially coming off of the uh, the Orlando crowds the last two days. Okay, because I keep saying to myself over and over, bro, you had to see my father's reaction like he, he don't watch this shit. And, you know, he was he, he I was watching the opening of Raw and my father just happened to be sitting there. And he like was like, what's like, what is wrong with these? Like he couldn't believe what he was seeing. So again, bro, you got to understand. I spent a lot of my time. Why, why do they act? How, how can anybody act this way? I've really been trying to understand. With that being said, I've come to a conclusion, Jeff. And here's my conclusion. And I'll tell you why I've come to this conclusion. I've come to this conclusion by just looking. Look at the people that we're talking about. Look look up a picture of Dave Shera. Look up a picture of Mike Johnson. Look at what these people look like. And you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. I, I, I swear to God, I saw a picture of Johnson side by side, Taz. On somebody tweeted it to me. I bro, I can't bro. You know, bro, there used to be an old show called Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. This guy looks like a, a, a sea monster. I, I mean, quite frankly, that's he looks like he never leaves his basement. I mean, it, it's horrifying what these people look like. If they all look the same, bro, just look them up online. Look up everyone. Get it? Look, look, go look at a picture of Dave Meltzer. Go look at a picture of all these people. Okay. So, you know, so so the first thing is you get the visual. Okay, there's a there's a trend here. They all look like losers. They all look like marks. I mean, that's it. They all look like marks. I'm looking at these types of individuals and I'm looking at the reactions to other men because that's what we're talking about, Jeff, here. We're talking about reactions to other men. The way they react to Kevin Owens, the way they react to Sami Zayn, the way they react to Finn Balor, the way they react to Samoa Joe, their reactions towards other men. Jeff, I just watched the Giant game. I'm not, you know, I'm not whacking myself off when Buster Posey comes to the plate, Jeff. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking it out and playing with it. And I love Buster Posey, but I love him in the sense of he's on my team and I want my team to win. I don't get, I don't start chanting, this is awesome, when Buster Posey steps up to the plate. It's not a normal reaction, bro. Bro, I had somebody tweet me. I I made a comment about, you know, Finn Balor needs to hit the gym. I literally had a guy send me a picture of Finn Balor with his shirt off, and the guy's line was, oh, yeah, no, this guy doesn't hit the gym. If if you are going through the internet, finding a picture of Finn Balor with no shirt on, taking your time to send it to me, because these marks uh, that I'm about to castrate, uh, these marks in their dirt sheets, these marks are attracted to other men. They're attracted to other men play fighting. They're attracted to that, bro. Bro, whatever floats your boat. If you're a guy and you like guys, who cares? So we have to establish that before we can go forward with the asinine comments and, and, and me basically picking apart 
okay, this is why these guys are not experts. This is why they're freaking marks. This is why they've never worked for a legitimate wrestling company. All right. The first clip here is from Ryan Satin and company, and this is from the Sheet Podcast. I, I, I don't know. Just to me, Daniel Bryan, um, he when he was that journeyman wrestler, when you didn't really know that much about him, but his ring work spoke for him, just that he should be there and how passionate he was. Yeah. But then when we find out more stuff about him, like – like the way he talk, like some of the way he talks to some people, like even on the reality show, just I mean, even if it is scripted, it's very condescending. Yeah, no, he like, seems very condescending. Yeah, you remember Definitely. that table for three that he was on with Ryback? Ryback was like, Daniel Bryan's the biggest bully in the company. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I heard. Jeff, when you play these clips for me, if I need you to stop and start, can I? Can we do that? Yep, and I'll edit it out. And I'll yeah. just put in the full. No, no, clip no, 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 no. I don't want to edit it out. If I tell oh, okay. you to stop right there, can you stop and then pick it up where, where we left off? Because, like, bro, that one guy that chimed in that sounded like he was talking through his nose, the voice alone. Real men don't talk like that. Adults don't talk like that. But here's, a, here's Ryan Satin. Okay, bro, I, I wrote down real quickly one, one thing he says. When you find out more stuff about Daniel Bryan, what is Ryan Satin finding out about Daniel Bryan? Does Ryan has Ryan Satin never met Daniel Bryan? Does Ryan Satin talk to Ryan uh, Daniel Bryan on a weekly basis? Has he ever had a conversation with Daniel Bryan? Does he know anything about Daniel Bryan? The answer is no. He's looking at a reality television show, bro, that is scripted in the most part when these wrestlers are put in certain situations, and he's reporting on how Brian Daniels, Daniel Bryan, is acting on a scripted reality show. That's what I mean, bro. Daniel Bryan doesn't know Ryan Satin from a hole in the wall. Ryan Satin has never had a conversation with him, and he's judging this man based on how he's acting on a reality show. That's a mark, bro. That is a mark. That's like me giving my opinion on Bryce Harper. I never met Bryce Harper. I had a conversation with Bryce Harper. That would be me. I would be a mark. So right, right there, bro, the fact that he knows nothing about Daniel Bryan, has no relationship with Daniel Bryan, has never worked with Daniel Bryan, has no idea how this man is. He's convinced himself, uh, him and Daniel Bryan, you know, go out and have a Coke together. Uh, him and Daniel Bryan maybe, you know, play pool or play chess, whatever they play. I don't know. He's convinced himself of this. Meanwhile, he lives in a fairy tale land. There's a reason why he's not working for a legitimate wrestling company. And the fact that he's basing somebody based on a reality show. Bro, I've seen bits and pieces of that reality show. I don't know John Cena from a hole in the wall, but here's what I do know. John John Cena is certainly without a question of a doubt, uh, uh, without a fraction of a doubt, um, amping it up on that reality series. No, bro. It's like he's on a soap opera and you can see why, because I know wrestlers. I know how wrestlers work. And when I watch Cena on the show, I understand it's shtick, bro. But that's what these guys don't understand because they don't know these people, bro. They've never been in a locker room. They wouldn't be allowed in a locker room because if, if it's somebody on WWE security, they would think that these guys are probably coming around to sniff the underwear of the wrestlers. So they would not be allowed in a locker room. 
So this is what I'm talking about. Do you want to hear Ryan Satin talk about Brian Daniel, Daniel Bryan, who and, and bro, that, that's his fault for having two names. That's why I always screw it up. Okay, have a, a, a name and a real Vince Russo, Jeff Lane. If it's Daniel and Brian, I'm going to get the two names screwed up. But if 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 you want to actually listen to Ryan Satin about what kind of a guy Daniel Bryan is, who he never met. Knock yourself out. That wasn't Ryan Satin. That was one of the other guys on the show. What, who, whoever, bro. They were all the same. So, this is de- definitely Ryan Satin in this okay. clip. Uh, there are other really popular <laughs> oh, companies is. right now. And let's be honest, you know, there are places that are really popular right now. You like we have PCW out here, or there's yeah. there's AIW, or there's you know, there's there's all these different places, and I feel like Ring of Honor is not the only person no. who can do it, and, and if they're under the WWE fold, I feel like it wouldn't be the worst thing for the wrestling industry. Stop, 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 stop. That was the stop, end. Stop, that was the stop. end anyway. Okay. The fact, bro, the fact that this moron is saying there are really popular indies, indies out there, PCW, AIW. Bro, I've been in the wrestling business for 25 years. I've never heard of either one of these companies, bro. So the fact of the matter is, again, now now translate that to the casual fan, bro. Translate that to the casual fan tuning in Monday night to watch Raw. If Vince Russo doesn't know who PCW and AIW is, they're not by any means popular promotions. They're popular to you, bro, because you're a freaking moron. Because your entire life is wrestling. So anything that has anything to do with men in their underwear, the fact that you're telling somebody AIW, which I I would think that's a root beer. If somebody says, Vince, what is AIW? I'm saying that's a root beer. If you actually believe in your mind, AIW is a popular wrestling promotion bro that exposes right there what a freaking mark you are bro i i can't name one triple a baseball team you know why bro because i'm not interested because they're not pros that when you when you make it to the show i'll make myself familiar with you because you're a pro if you're working for aiw bro trust me i have better things to do with my time this is um multiple people from ryan's show Anyone, any, any dream matches that, that pop into your mind if, if, if there was going to be some sort of, you know, re- invasion angle? I, I go to, you go straight for Young Bucks. Obviously. And I, and I, I feel like it's because of Twitter beef. Uh, I want them against the revival. Well, looks like you got your wish. And that, that you don't throw, you don't, throw, you don't think it should be New Day? Yeah, I was going to say Young Bucks versus New Day versus the revival. Ooh, okay, three way. Three-way stop, tag match. Stop, Perfect. Okay. stop, 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 stop. We're talking about a fictional television show, Jackass number one and Jackass number two and Jackass number three. We're talking about a television show. The Young Bucks are never going to have a match against the Revival. Revival's never going to have a match against New Day. New Day is never going to wrestle Young Bucks. It is a television show, you idiots. And you're talking about dream freaking. Do, Jeff, do you see how ridiculous this is? This is a television show, Ryan Satin, you fool. You are a grown man, bro. You are a freaking adult. And you three marks are sitting around talking about dream matches as if these matches were real. 
And, and now I'm supposed to look at you as the expert and as the analyst when you're looking at fictitious fighting and wanting dream. I mean, Jeff, is it just me or can you hear how imbecilic these idiots are? Well, I did pick the clip out, so. Gee, oh, my God. I want the Young Bucks in the revival. Would it be the revival and not New Day? Will it be? What about? Would it be the revival? Oh, bro, I can't believe grown men are sitting around having these. I don't know what's more unbelievable. Grown men are sitting around having these conversations, or other grown men are sitting around listening to these conversations. I don't know what's worse, bro. Oh, this is a great show, bro. Listen, I know it took you a lot of work, but this is worth every minute, bro. This is worth it. I'm going to have this conversation with my father over breakfast. Dad, if you could have a dream match, uh, would you have the Young Bucks against the Revival or New Day? Well, what, 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 what would it be? Oh, my God, bro. All right, moving on. This is Brian Alvarez. Listen, I like The Miz. Miz shouldn't be mad. It probably agrees with me. Why do you think that Miz has been around and is pain-free after all these years? Because he wrestles WWE soft style. Bro, what is, what is, what is soft style? Like, I, I, I fake fight for a living. I, I don't understand. First of all, he, he Brian Alvarez, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is an independent wrestler. This is a guy that is never, ever good enough to make it to a legitimate company like WWE. And he's going to sit there and rate the Miz. Jeff, you know me. I've worked for in the wrestling business for 25 years with everybody. Bro, you know me. I don't, I don't get in the ring. I, I, I don't rate their work. I don't do that shit, bro, because I'm not a wrestler. So I don't do that stuff. Here's a mark, an independent wrestler rating The Miz and, and basically making the comment he works WWE soft style. Brian. It's all soft style because it's not real. Bro, now, Jeff, look at me. Look at me in the eye. Jeff, look up here. Look up here. Do you understand how ridiculous this guy, bro, this is a television show. Grown men are having fake fights. And Brian the Mark Alvarez doesn't like the fact that the Miz works WWE soft style. What what kind of style would he like the Miz to work a fake wrestling match? This was insane. Like Dave Meltzer did a 38-minute review of the Hall of Fame ceremony, which I don't even know how you can talk about it for 38 minutes. I guess he missed part of it. This is Brian Alvarez explaining Kurt Angle's speech to Dave Meltzer. In 1996, Vince offered him... A giant money contract coming out of the Olympics. More money than he'd ever he seen before. Him, he offered him 250 And he said, I've never seen this kind of money. And I looked at it, and my eyes were wide. And I said, Vince, I will sign this contract. But I can never lose to anybody under any circumstances. He said Vince never called him back. So he sat out. Um, for- I, don't, I, I, I always heard a very different story. Stop it right there. I'm going to let you Let's pick it up again. That is yet. Okay, but do you see what I'm, exactly what I'm talking about, bro? These are two guys on the same show, Brian Alvarez and David Meltzer, with two completely different stories. Why do they have two completely different stories, no, 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 Jeff? No, 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 no. That first story was what Kurt said at the Hall of Fame speech. Okay, that's what Kurt said, and Meltz is saying I have a completely different right. story. This is what I talk about all the time. Now, you, you got the horse – you got the horse telling you I was off Kurt Angle. 
I was offered a two hundred fifty thousand contract. Yeah, I said Vince. Okay, now let's break that down for a couple of reasons. First of all, bro, I didn't see the Hall of Fame speech. I love Kurt. That is the most boring show I've ever seen in my life, bro. Bro, I don't watch the baseball Hall of Fame. So first of all, bro, I, I didn't watch it, but without having seen it, first of all, Kurt could have been kidding. Because it sounds like that could have been something where he was kidding. Yeah, Vince, I'll sign your contract, but I can never lose a match. So he could have, first of all, he could have been joking about it. Okay, that's number one. Number two, here's the key thing. Dave Meltzer says, I heard a very different story. From who, Dave? Who'd you hear a very different story? Name the person who told you a very different story. Because what you're saying here is, if Kurt wasn't kidding and Kurt was telling the truth, so what you're saying here publicly is Kurt Angle is a liar. And I take offense to that because Kurt Angle is my friend. But now, now here's, here, here, bro, here's where, where they earn their money. I heard a very different story. From who, bro? Who'd you, did, did Kurt tell you a different story? He didn't say Kurt told me a very different story. I heard. Bro, you, you know what that's like? Uh, honestly, bro, that, that literally, I'm, I'm, I'm a Giant fan. That's like me saying to you right now, yeah, Jeff, I heard uh, Buster Posey is uh, addicted to pain medication. That, that, that's the equivalent of I heard. I heard. They have to say they heard. You know why, bro? Because they don't know. They don't know. They hear from people, and a lot of times the people they hear from have an axe to grind. So when, when Dave Meltzer says, I heard, what is that? So, so what, Dave? You heard a rumor. You, you, did you hear from the horse's mouth? Did you have a conversation with Kurt Angle? And by the way, who'd you hear from? And if the person you heard from isn't lying, then why can't we say who the person is? Why can't we say if the guy's telling the truth, why can't you say I heard from so-and-so? That's what I mean. That That's what it all is, Jeff. That It's all a freaking facade with these marks who have convinced themselves Oh, I'm in the wrestling business. I heard this and I heard that. And I that that's what this that's what all these people represent, bro. Here's one you'll enjoy. Andre Corbiel. Oh God, bro. He's talking about Drew Galloway here. All right. Especially after he had told Vince Russo how unhappy he was in WWE. He'll become NXT champion. And then what from there? Jump back on the main roster and become a jobber again? Maybe be pushed for 90 days on the main roster, all to dwindle away into bro, stop, stop. Bro, a lower listen, mid-card. Bro, listen, I don't think we need to comment on anything Andre says. Everybody knows Andre Corbiel is a goof. I, I don't need to come on here and say, listen, because Andre said this, he's a goof. That's a given. Andre's a freaking goof. But, bro, here's the deal. I, I got to say this about Andre Corbiel. He doesn't take himself too seriously. Like he he knows he's a goof. He acts like a goof. He comes on our show. He came on our show like a freaking goof. He doesn't take himself so seriously, and I respect him for that. But I'm not gonna. I I, bro, I, I can't go through any of Andre's. I mean, that would just be like a total waste of. I mean, bro, I might as well be picking splinters out of my ass. Come on. Right, what's next, bro? Right, Does this make sense, Drew? Okay. He's talking to Drew. He's got Drew on the show, bro. Wait a minute. He had Drew on the show. He's talking to Drew. 
This is Jason Powell talking about the Cena, Nikki Bella, Ms. Maurice match. Bro, I can I can make a living doing this. This is this is so freaking entertaining to me, bro. Why I didn't do this ten years ago? I hope I got to write down. Jason, he's another one. Jason Powell, go ahead, bro. Um, would this match ultimately been better, Jason, with the momentum that Miz has had over the last year or so as a character to make this John Cena versus Miz? So we could be looking at this as possibly a standout match on the show. I, I think so. I, I really do because it's not even Nikki. It's Maurice. What name a good Maurice match? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Can you can you play these over? Yeah, sure. Play that. Play. I gotta hear that again. I I I I, I want to make sure I didn't hear the wrong thing. Please. I I think so. I, I really do because it's not even Nikki. It's Maurice. What name a good Maurice okay, match? Stop right there, bro. If they're typical American hormonal males, okay, bro. We want to see Maurice. We want to, and we want to see what Maurice is wearing. And we, you know, bro, of the 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 long shot that uh, uh, there's a nip slip. I mean, come on, bro, bro. Listen, bro. I swear to God, one of the things I remember the most. I hate. I don't. I don't hate to say it. I don't hate to say, it. bro. Freaking. De- WrestleMania was probably the hottest I ever saw Stephanie McMahon. Okay? Because I'm a male, bro. I'm a male. I've got hormones. Stephanie looked hot. I'm saying I never said that. I you said it. Okay, during the attitude era. That's why there were that's why there were uh evening gown matches. That's why you had Sable, that's why you had Sonny, because normal hormonal guys in on college campuses were tuning into Raw every week, bro. And they wanted to see the T and the A. If you would have rather seen Cena and the Miz in a fake fight and not seen Nikki Bella and Maurice out there. I don't even need, bro, these, it's all self-explanatory. Just listen to these guys talk, bro, and and, we, and you'll understand what we're dealing with. The other guy was Wade Keller, and this is Wade Keller oh, in the next clip. God, bro, please. Do you think AJ will be able to carry Shane to a top-quality wrestling match with no gimmicky stipulations? I sure hope he can. Um, no, of course not. I mean, Shane's not a good wrestler, um, and he's not a wrestler. He's not even not a good wrestler. He's not a wrestler. Um, those punches are awful. I mean, I just it's. I don't know what they're going to do in that match, but it's not going to be a quote good wrestling match because Shane hasn't dedicated himself to learning the craft. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. How many times have you ever heard me come on here and say? So-and-so's punches are awful. So-and-so's kicks are awful. So, bro, you know what I talk about? I talk about the cannonball because that is the most stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But here's the thing. Again, bro, again, Wade Keller. Bro, I don't know if you know Wade Keller or, I mean, okay. No, I don't. Okay, here's what I'm saying, bro. Wade Keller has probably never thrown a punch in his life. So how, like, so like when he says Shane throws an awful punch, he's basing that on what? Is this a guy that knows how to punch? Is this a guy that has ever punched anybody? Is this a guy that has ever gotten into a fight? Is this a guy that's a professional wrestler and was trained to, to learn how to throw a punch? None of the above, bro. 
None of the above. So for him to say Shane McMahon throws an awful punt again, bro. That that that's like me saying uh, Bryce Harper can't hit a fastball. That's okay to say, but understand you're a mark. You're you're not saying that because you're 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 an expert. You're you're an analyst. You're saying that because you're a mark. You're looking at this wrestling show, and in your opinion, a guy that has never wrestled a match, a guy that has never probably never been in a fight or thrown a punch. You're sitting there saying Shane McMahon throws an awful punch. That that who who are you, bro? Like I I don't, I don't know who are you. What what are you basing that on, bro? Are you basing that on all the other fake punches you've seen in the wrestling business, bro? Is I I don't know what you're basing. So that 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 again, bro. That's what I mean about talking out of school. You you you've never wrestled, Wade. You've never wrestled. You're too much of a pansy to be a wrestler. Okay, so you've never wrestled. So to sit there and say, oh, he throws an awful punch, unless you've thrown a punch and know a good punch from a bad punch. Like, bro, I was taught by Johnny Rods. I could tell you what a good punch is and a bad punch is because Johnny Rods, a professional, taught me that. And this is Wade Keller again. I have less of an issue with Cornette inducting the Rock and Roll Express than I do an award being named after Jim Helwig. I mean, I, that that I still... I just can't. It's it's hard for me to, to 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 not be a little disgusted that WWE is reframing um, Warriors' contributions to society as as something worthy of, of an annual an annual honor. It's it's certainly not. It's not an award that I would encourage anybody to accept with his name on it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what, Jeff. It's just what? like it's just like that burp there, okay, bro. Howard Stern's my idol. I'm sitting here doing this podcast. I don't think I'm Howard Stern, bro. I, I, I don't think I'm a I'm a I'm a schlep. I I wish I was Howard. See, that's the thing. I wish I was Howard Stern, and I can say that all these guys wish they were in the wrestling business. So you know, bro. Let, let's let's. I tell you what, Wade. Let's have a Wade Keller award. Let, 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 let's give a let's give an award out every year to a to a dirt sheet mark that has never worked for a major organization that has never met a warrior that has never had a conversation with Jim Helwick. Let, let, let's let's have an award for you. Let's have a let's have an award for you, Wade Keller. How about that? We'll call we'll call it the Wussy Award. We'll call we'll call bro. And, and here's part of the context. You got to know how to throw a good wrestling punch too. to to win the Wade Keller Award. You could have never worked a day in the legitimate wrestling business, and you have to know how to throw a good fake punch, and then you'll win the Wade Keller Award. Bro, let me tell you something. I worked with The Warrior for many, 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 many years, and I knew Jim Helwig personally. And guess what, bro? As somebody who knew him, I have no problem with an award being named after Jim Helwig because I knew the thing about Warrior was he he believed in excellence, bro, and you should strive for excellence. Always believe, always believe. That's how he lived his life, bro. That's how he lived his life, and there's something to be said about inspiring others. Who has Wade Keller ever inspired? Who has he ever inspired, bro? Other, Other marks? He's inspiring other marks? Come on, bro, please. And we have one more from Wade. You know, with John Cena, uh, you know, showing his complete lack of commitment to WWE by going away for a movie. 
Yeah, go ahead, bro. You know, you know what that comes down to again, 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 bro. They don't understand business. They don't understand business. They don't understand John Cena is a brand. John Cena is a property. John Cena knows I have a shelf life here in this wrestling business. I can only do this for so long. And the name of the game is I need to make as much money as I possibly can. So is John Cena going to worry more about his WWE commitment or going to work, make a movie that's going to pay him $10 million and he's not going to have to bust his ass in the ring? That's what I mean. But, But because Kel is such a mark. Because he's such a mark and wrestling in, in this aspect isn't the number one priority to John Cena, which John Cena has proven to everybody that, that, that wrestling is his number one commitment. He's shown that to everybody. But in this one instance, again, Keller doesn't know what he's making. Keller doesn't know the circumstances. Keller doesn't know if Vince McMahon gave him the blessing. He doesn't know any of that. But because he's putting a movie before wrestling, he's not committed to the WWE. But you know what? Wade Keller is committed to being a mark. And that statement makes that perfectly clear. Okay, this is um, What Culture talking about the revival. Is this the UK? What Culture is like a UK thing, right? Okay, go ahead. I hope Revival do win. And I hope they stay on NXT and just continue to be fantastic. And it's it's a constant worry. We talk about it quite a lot in that if they get called up to Raw or SmackDown, casual mm-hmm. audiences uh, aren't going to understand them. Vince might not get them, and they're not going to be as successful as they were. And it, to me, it's just like a preservation thing. Just keep them away and just like continue enjoying them I as just, they are. What what are, what what are we going to understand? What are we going to? We're not going to understand if the WWE doesn't explain it to us. I mean, it's that simple. First of all, Revival, whoever they are, they work for the WWE. So therefore, they are who the WWE says they're going to be. Okay, they're the employees. The WWE is the employer. So if the WWE says this is going to be your team, this is what you're going to do, then the revival is going to do that if they want to make a living and they want to get a paycheck. Again, fellas, this is fake. This is television. These matches are not real. So I don't know what's going to be too hard to figure out about who they are. They're wrestlers, bro. They're wrestlers who want to work for the main company because the main company is going to pay them more money than anybody else. That's what I mean, bro, about just taking it so freaking uh, go, uh what's next, bro? One more from what culture on the revival again. If you've got um American Alpha chasing the titles back and the people that stop them getting them back uh the um the revival i think you've got a ready built-in feud which will just it just the in-ring quality will be enough to i think get them over well that that, that that's the biggest mistake right there in the wrestling business bro and we you talked about this just the other day on on monday night raw the in-ring quality getting somebody over bro you can look back in the day the greatest wrestlers in the world with the greatest in-ring quality never got over because bro it was it was double-sided you had to have the in-ring work and you had to have 
the character and both of them had to work in order for you to be a superstar. That's why Malenko only went so far. That's why Benoit only went so far. These were the best workers you'll ever see in your freaking life. Eddie Guerrero, who was friends with these two and you could pack them in together. Why did Eddie go a little further? Well, Eddie had a whole persona. Eddie had a whole gimmick. A has to fit with B, bro. Nobody's going to get over because of their in-ring fake fighting work. Bro, I I thought Ascension were great workers. Where are they? Where's Ascension, bro? Where are they? How over is Sami Zayn right now in the WWE? How over is he, bro? I didn't see him on WrestleMania. How over is Sami Zayn, bro? Last clip. Last clip from our buddy, buddy Mr. Justin LeBar. Brock actually looked legitimately happy. When he won, he looked legitimately happy as as I was watching. I'm I'm actually going to take it easy on Justin. Okay, because I don't, I don't, I, I hate the others. I, I don't hate Justin Labar. I, I hate all those other, I hate all those other people. And, and you want to know why I hate all those other people, bro? It's real simple. Because all those other people have attacked me through the years because I was in a spot and I was successful in a spot feeding the mass audience and feeding the casual fans and drawing more ratings for wrestling than anybody did ever before because I gave the normal people what they wanted so those people you can go right down the list of everybody I've, I've been attacked by every one of them ryan satin wade keller every single one of them so now they could all kiss my ass because now i have the forum to expose them as we did here today i like justin labar but you know i mean justin with all due respect brock lesnar is an actor He's on a television show, bro. He's acting. So, you know, you're talking about him being genuinely happy. I mean, my God, bro. When, bro, you know, bro, who is the guy? Show me the money. What's his name? Cuban Gooding Jr. What was his name? Gooding? Is that his name? Cuba Gooding Jr.? Was Cuba Gooding Jr. Justin, was he legitimately happy when he got the big contract at the end of the movie? Like, literally, he looked happy, Justin. He looked like he was really, really happy. But, Justin, it was a movie, bro, and he was acting that way. So, But that's what I'm saying, Jeff. These guys lose sight of this is a show. These guys are acting. It's all part of the show. None of this is real. But, bro, when you're, when you're looking at Lesnar and saying, oh, I think he was legitimately happy, you're, you're, you're just taking it way too far, bro. He's a freaking actor. So again, Jeff, that was the first show of castrating the marks and their dirt sheets. And and I hope now you, you can see, guys, I have this show because I am an expert. I've been, I've been there and I've done that. And I know most of these people. I know a lot of the people involved. So when I tell you about wrestling, when I tell you what's wrong with a show, well, when, I, when I tell you why it's not, it's not drawing, that's because I know, bro. That's because I did shows that drew and I knew why they drew. These guys are freaking marks. At the end of the day, they're no different than the crowd at WrestleMania, and they're no different than the crowd this past Monday night in Orlando. Because you know what, Jeff? The bottom line, Alvarez, Meltzer, Keller. Guess what, bro? 
They're all buying a ticket to see the show. And when you're buying a ticket, you are a mark. You're not an expert. If you were an expert, you wouldn't be buying a ticket to go see a wrestling event. If you were an expert, somebody legitimate in the wrestling business would be hiring you. Not AIW, uh, not PCP Valve. You would be hired by a professional company. And, and that's the problem, Jeff. Here's my problem. If they came out and said, we're just Marks, we're just fans doing a wrestling show, I wouldn't have an issue with that. When I did my baseball podcast, I was a baseball fan doing a podcast. I wasn't an expert. I, I, yeah, I didn't know any of the players. So, like, if they said that, I wouldn't have an issue. But the fact that that Dave Meltzer says, I heard. Oh, I heard. I that That's his whole shtick, Meltzer. I heard. I heard. But never once is there ever a source. Just like he heard that I was going to Lucha Underground and meeting with the brass of Lucha Underground, which was never discussed and never happened. And I called Meltzer out on it. And I said, bro, who gave you this information, Dave? He wouldn't tell me, and he never retracted the statement. Okay, guys? So, so again, you want to listen to them? Go freaking listen. Hey, listen, I'll tell you guys something. I, 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 I watch TMZ. I'm a fan of TMZ. It's the same thing. But here's the difference. When I watch TMZ... I know it's, I, I take everything with a grain of salt. I know it's half truths. I know a lot of it is bullshit, but I, I, I like the entertainment aspect of that. But Jeff, let's face it. Why do I watch TMZ, Jeff? Why do I like TMZ? At the end of the day, why do I like TMZ? Bro, I hate to say, I want to, I want to know what, Ke- what, what, what Kylie and Kendall are doing. There are hot chicks on there, bro, bro. Just today, they had the older sister, Courtney, with her, her, her bikini up her rear end. I want to see that stuff. That's why I watch TMZ, bro. What the, these guys are saying, we don't want Maurice on the show. We want more of the Miz. Does that not back, bro? I didn't even hear these clips. Jeff, you sent me the clips. You wrote them out. I didn't even freaking look at them. There, there's something there that that it makes you react to guys in trunks play fighting the way that you do. But that's why that that, that that's that's my whole point, bro. If these guys want to do what they do, do what you do. But say you're a mark. Don't 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 try to paint this picture of you being an expert and saying I heard this, I heard that. Well, who you who'd you hear from, bro? Who who you you hearing this stuff from? Who you you've got as a as a fan, you've got all these podcasts out there. You've got Taz, you got Jr., you got the great Steve Austin, you got Jericho, you got Conan, you got Disco on there, you got Sean Waltman on there now, bro. Uh, who 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 else is doing? By Ken Anderson. These were guys that were there that did it. I don't understand why you're listening to people like Ryan Satin over guys that know. I just I don't, bro. Again, it, again, I, I'm I'm addicted to MLB, bro. I got to tell you something. 
see, this is this is what I'm talking about, bro. Bro, the chicks on the MLB network. Bro, have you heard the whole thing going on about Fox News now? Here's my point, bro. This whole thing is now coming out about Fox News, you know, about Fox News and Bill O'Reilly and this and the other thing. Bro, one of the women who was an anchor at Fox News, she basically said that they have a wardrobe room at Fox News and that all the girl anchors can go to the wardrobe room. And the girl said, the, the woman said, you know what? You know why you never saw me wear pants on Fox News? Because they didn't have any pants in the wardrobe room. They had mini skirts and they had short skirts. So in other words, even Fox News, bro, is playing to the male at home. Bro, the freaking girls on MLB Network, like this this Lauren Shahadi. I, I mean, my, but bro, that's my point. They know exactly what they're doing. Guys are watching baseball and they're putting hot chicks on there that, that are expert. They know what they're talking about baseball-wise. And they do talk to the players and they do have the connections. That, that's part of their job. But, I mean, bro, there's a reason. I mean, you look at Fox News. You look at MLB TV, bro. The, 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 there's, a, there's a rhyme and a reason why hot chicks are incorporated into these shows. And you got these idiots telling you we wanted Miz and Cena and not Nikki Bella and Maurice. That's ex- it proves everything I've said, bro. Everything that I've said. So now if I'm a casual male and I'm listening to the, the these comments, I have to say to myself at some point, well, these guys aren't speaking for me. Just you know, come on here and say, listen, man, we like to see guys play fight. In short shorts. Okay, well, now now I get it. All right, Jeff, I want to say, listen, this is a weekly show, and I want to say a couple things. I want to say, first of all, I know you put a lot of work into this, but this is very, very important, bro, because these guys have been running rampant, bro. Like, I, I go, going back to when I first got in the wrestling business, 1993, 1994, these guys have been spewing the same crap, and now it's gotten worse because there's podcasts and they can get their voice. So somebody needs to expose, expose these douchebags, and I'm doing that. It's very, very important. I know it was a lot of work. I want to thank you. I also want to thank you, Jeff. We got a lot of great feedback for the new intro on the Realm Network, which I told you I popped for. I thought you did a great job with that intro, and you can see that intro in its entirety if you are a member of this broadcast. Uh, uh, on uh, uh, you know, if you subscribe to the brand through the Realm Network, R E L M Network.com. Well, that's it, bro. I enjoyed the crap out of that show, Jeff. I think it's very important because people really need to know uh and uh you know like i said bro i don't come on here i heard this i heard that if i heard things and i can't tell you where i heard the things from i'm not going to say what those things are okay because i i can say anything i could say i heard this i could say i heard that i could say i could say anything bro but then i'd have no credibility and credibility is the key word here jeff you gotta be somebody to actually be able to label yourself an expert, an analyst, a professional. You had to be there and do that. And, hey, brand members, if you hear something during the week that you know would be a good clip on this show, send it to me. I I will give them credit on the air. 
I will say so-and-so sent this clip because listen, let, let, let's make this part of the brand. Let's, you know, let's all get involved in this show. And then, and then, you know, if you hear something that you think I'll have a field day would send it to Jeff and I will say, so-and-so sent us a clip, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, your name will be out there and you'll be part of the process. That's a great idea, Jeff. But that's it, everybody. The very first edition of, of I got, Jeff, I got to go back and I got to write, write, read the name of this thing. I forgot already. Castrating the Marks and their dirt sheets. Jeff and I will be back tomorrow. I believe it's Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco. Same bad time, same bad channel. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Jeff, you can exit us out of this. Well, there you have it, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. Obviously, bro, our question was answered. Nothing has changed, bro. They are still the same dirt cheat marks. With years gone by, bro, they have not become wiser. If anything, bro, they have only become dumber. So, bro, there is no doubt in my mind that this show is going to go on and go on and go on and go on until these dirt sheet marks wake up. And, bro, they ain't waking up anytime soon. I want to thank you guys for all your contributions, man. Keep them coming. You give this show life. Also, man, check out the bonus castrating the marks. You can find that on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. That is it, bro. I will be back right here next week with Jerry and a brand new show. See you then, man.